0: so glad to have you guys home we missed you guys i miss that sweet baby over there He's so sweet and um how many of you guys love christmas besides rachel yeah. <laughs> we all know rachel loves christmas but um i got an er- early christmas present it's right here isn't it cool like this is like bomb because it's pink <laughs> isn't that that coolest oh, yeah. so i was freaking out because um My iPad went to Mrs. T, um, my old one. So, um, I told Ziggy, I said, yeah, I don't mind, um, sewing that to, to Mrs. T, but I need one. Um, you know, I'm going to be talking on Sunday and so I need one. And so he ordered it and I got it Thursday and nothing like getting something last minute. And then I'm like, well, what about the keyboard? I can't like go, you know, that's going to take me too long. And so Friday night, um, I was out at Best Buy buying myself a keyboard and I just love it. So I'm going to pretend I'm opening a present. I'm going to just wrap the box I got this in. So I'm pretty excited about that. But um, how many of you guys have cell phones? Put them away. Put them away just for a little bit, y'all. We're not going to be here. I'm not Pastor Zig. I'm I'm Annie and um, I may take long, I may not, but be open either way. So what I'm gonna talk about today is just a recap. Um, Ziggy wanted me, um, you guys call him PZ, I call him Zig. I actually call him Honey Bunny, but I'm not gonna do that to him. Kinda probably is embarrassing to him that I call him Honey Bunny, but I do. Ever since that song, um, honey, 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 you're so money, you know, country song. I'm sorry. What the heck? Oh, my gosh, I knew you would know that. Um, anyway, I got that honey bunny from that. So, um, anyway, that song is Honey, Honey, Honey. And I say, uh, dare, uh, Darius. Yes. And I, I told Ziggy, honey, 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 give me your money, money, money. <laughs> so funny. Um, anyway, okay, so he wanted me to recap on this, and he was wanting me to do it on a Wednesday, and that's not going to happen for the year 2023. So he wanted me to see if I could maybe recap for 2024, I mean, sorry, for 2023 on Bait of Satan. I know I didn't make sense when I said that, but so I am going to recap on that. Um, I know that we went through a study, I think uh, about t- maybe two years ago. Um, And so I'm going to recap on that because I think it's really important for us to um, take heed to that bait of Satan because you regularly have to check yourself for offense because it really does try to come, um, it comes to try to uh, take hold of your heart and it's not good Um, because there's, God is very clear on what he says about offense And um, it is not good what he says about offense. So um, there are a lot of us that get offended or we get our feelings hurt, or whatever. Um, And because of that, we can sever relationships. And we, a lot of times, have that happen in the church. I mean, you would think, you know, Christians, we're not going to have offense with people within the church, but we do. It happens regularly. We sit with people. We sing with them. We worship with them. You know, we go out to eat with them, we hang out with them, we go on picnics, we do whatever with people within the church that will offend us, that hurt us. And um, the thing with offense is we have to be careful that it doesn't turn into thank you. I think my iPad is very heavy, so just want to lean down. Thank you, Gail. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Yeah, this is going to be like that forever. Um, So, um, and you know, we'll get into betrayal a little bit later, but um, I'm going to start with Psalms 55, 12 through 14. And it, uh, excuse me, it says in the Amplified, for it is not an enemy who taunts me that I could bear it, nor it is one one who has hated me so insolent insolently exalts himself against me, then I could hide for him. But it is you, a man, my equal, my counsel, my companion, and my familiar friend. Um, Some versions say my best friend. Um, We who had sweet fellowship together, we walked in the house of God in company. This is talking about offense. Um, The offense that it's talking about is just like I said, people that we sit with here. It's, It's not, it's, It's like our church family Um, because, you know, people that are unsaved, they don't know. You know what I mean? They don't really think about, um, I'm offending that person. You know, and I don't think as Christians, we always think, oh, I'm offending them. But it's something that we really need to take um, serious in, in our walk with Christ. So remember that when you get an offense, the closer you are to somebody, the more severe that offense can be it's more hurtful to you because they mean something to you. You know, they mean a lot to you. It could be a mother. It could be a father. It could be a sister or brother. You know, it could be, you know, anybody that's close, a best friend, anybody that could be, it could could really hurt you. So we have to be careful with that. But when we, um, we have to be careful. Let me start. I'm sorry. When we look at offense, we have to remember that I think that when it happens to us, we don't realize that we become. Uh, we, we. I'm trying to think of how to say this. We find ourselves thinking about ourselves um, to protect ourselves. So we become very selfish. You know? Second um, Timothy. 3, 2 through 4 says, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpeaceable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. So when we read this in the Bible, Paul wasn't talking to the unbeliever. He was talking to us, the church. We ourselves become lovers of ourselves, and we don't worry about anybody else. Sometimes Um, we we just we become very very selfish. And in that, people are wounded. They're hurt. They get bitter, Um, and then they do exactly what this book is talking about. They fall for the bait of Satan. Um, Back in 1987, I moved here. And um, I lived with Ted and Deb, and I slept in a room with Jeremy, Justin, and Amanda in bunk beds. I was on the bottom bunk. Tabitha was still not born. Um, I didn't know very many people here. I knew Ziggy, his family, Ted and Deb. We went to a church, but I didn't really know too many people there. And um, before I moved here, when Zig and I were dating, it always seemed, you know, like, it always seemed like people were always coming against me and Ziggy, always. I mean, just, they had nothing good to say about us. They said, um, that Zig and I would always struggle financially, that, um, we would never make it, that, uh, I would get pregnant before we got married. I mean, they just said all sorts of different things about me, um, back then. And, um, then I moved to, uh, to Oklahoma, and um, we, we attend, I attended church here for a little bit, and Zig and I dated, let me see, I moved here in 87, I graduated 86, moved here in January of 87, and then we got married July of 88. And um, I moved here, and things didn't really change that much. I mean, I had people say stuff like, um, Ziggy was beating me because I had a swollen eye, and it was red because I had pink eye. <laughs> and I'm like, what is the deal with these people? You know, they just have nothing good to say about me. I was 20. You know, when I got married, I was 20. And, um, you know, you don't, I didn't know much about what God's really said, word said about that. But in that time in my life, root was already starting to take place in my life for bitterness offense, and everything else, because I always felt like we were, I was always having to battle for what, um, for people just liking me. You know, I'm thinking to myself, but I'm nice. Why don't you like me? I mean, why, why would you say such horrible things about me? I'm nice. I think a lot of us go like, well, I would never, you know, you know what I mean? And um, I think I was telling Michael and Twyla this this last week that, (laughs) You know, I, I'm a very quiet person. You guys know I'm a I'm pretty much a very quiet person. Um Ziggy's like the loud one for the both of us. He's really loud. Like the other day I said, Honey, you are so loud today. He goes, I'm always loud. And I said, I know. I'm trying to tell you to like can you like bring it down just a little? But um we went to dinner with him the other night and I was telling them about a time that um you know we have we had been this this couple just always said na- negative things about us and <clears throat> we went to a youth function and it was like a what do you call it, a lock-in and you know we were, we were dating so I was probably 17 It's my guess maybe, maybe 18 but this lady just went off on Ziggy again, made me so mad and I'm like how many times are you guys going to do it so I actually went after her I was, I was ready to slap her into meeting Jesus that night I was. I I had Anne, which was my best friend back then, Anne, um, and she was dating uh, Jake at the time, but it was Jake and Anne and then Ziggy and me. And she always called me buddy. It was just, hey, buddy. She never called me Annie. It was always buddy. She goes, buddy, no, buddy, no. And Ziggy's holding me back, and I was like ready to pounce on this. I was ready to take her out. I, I thought she was going to meet Jesus that night because it was so hurtful, the stuff that they were doing. And see, Ziggy is is a different type of person, um, as you guys know. Um, as I said, I'm quiet. Um, I'm more reserved. I don't feel like I need to be, not that he feels that way. It's just him. Um, but he's challenged by somebody saying to him, uh, you'll never amount to anything. And he's the type of person go, that goes, oh, I'll show you. Okay. I'm the type of person that goes, you really hurt me. That really stung me, and I came here to Oklahoma with things already starting to root up in my life to then cause me to walk into the bait of Satan, which was having offense and bitterness and um, unforgiveness. Um, There was a point in time where I didn't want to go to church, and I didn't. Um, I... um, stayed home for church, and um, that's when Ziggy, uh, I think, you know, Ziggy was home too. He was he was a little offended as well, um, just for, you know, people being so um, not nice, you know, um, in church, so I'm saying that nicely. You guys know what I mean, um, but uh, he then went to a church uh, called Spring, which is where I actually met Marissa, um, and, you know, Pastor Bill and Donna Coleman, thank the Lord for them, because if it hadn't been for them, Um, I don't know where we'd be. Um, They really uh, spoke into my life, and um, I realized that um, bitterness and offense was not uh, a place that I wanted to be, and I do not plan to go back there. Although, like I said, the recap today is because you have to check yourself regularly for this because before you know it, you don't even know that you've been hurt by something, and... um, the hurt then becomes betrayal, the betrayal then becomes hatred, the hatred then becomes, I want revenge, and then so on and so forth. So, you know, we've got to be careful with that. So, um, I struggled with, you know, with that offense, you know, and I I wondered why people didn't like me, but then if you remember, there's a devil out there and he don't like me, you know, and I don't really like him either. So, I guess we're even. Um, I don't like him, he don't like me. So, um, so, um, let me go back, because I went, I talked way faster. So, um, another thing I think that um, happened as, as I was growing up, I think this will maybe resonate with a few people, and I, I want to bring some light to it, because it's something that I struggled with. So, I know if I struggled with it, there are others probably that maybe have struggled with this, but um, I always felt like I was a third wheel to a group of people. You know, you have friends, and you're like, I feel so so awkward or out of place. Um, you're not comfortable, and um, I always felt like I was fighting to to get my place with with friendship. Um, and I think it was you know again the enemy trying to get me into a place where um, I got into offense in unforgiveness for that type of thing, and it would keep you from really. Um, fulfilling the call on God's, uh, the call on God's life for you, because you are in a place that you can't receive. Um, And so, you know, just probably maybe, uh, I think 10 years ago, really, it seems like it's not even 10 years, but, you know, I was, I had a friend that was very dear to me, and um, I don't know what happened. It was really nothing. It was more a thing of, it's really not you, but it's me. And it was severed. I mean, I have no idea, you know, and it was very hurtful to me, Um, But, you know, I was talking to Ziggy about it the other day. I said, you know, I said, "Um, I was on Facebook the other night, and I saw something, like a post from this individual. I said, and nothing rose up in me. You know what I mean? Like, you have that thing in you that goes, you know, or you hide them for 30 days. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's like out of sight, you know, out of mind. I don't have to think about that. So if I don't see them, then it's, you know, it, it's easier for me. It may not be the right thing, but, you know, I hide for 30 days, and then I hide for 30 days, and then I hide for 30 days. So, um, but, you know, I always, I always um, fought that, that battle, and um, I think that knowing why the enemy was doing that to me, when I look at myself today and how I am with friendships, when I'm in a, in a friendship, I'm all in. I am, I'm 100% in, and um, I will back you, um, and I I will, I really shouldn't, but I would fight for you, um, actually, I would have Twila do that, because she would fight for me, <laughs> she told me, we talked about it, and I know she would fight for me, so I would just have Twyla, hey Twyla, help them out, um, <laughs> I've never really been much of a fighter, I've only had one opportunity where somebody came at me and a friend, we were walking, and they just jumped out of their car, and we like ready to, on I'm like, I don't even know you guys. But I was ready to fight. I don't know. Ziggy's like, I think they probably would have taken you. I said, you think that, but Mexican would have come out. Mexican would have come out. I'm telling you. I'm stronger than you think. I would. Okay. So anyway, so I think that we have to, if you guys struggle in that part of life with friendships, take note that the enemy really works against you in all areas. Even in friendships, he will work against you. So you know what? If you want a friend, be friendly, you know? And you have to remember that not everything you hear or whatever you see may not always be the truth. You really have to take heed to to those truths. And if you got a problem, ask them. It's better than to go, hey, did they tell you? Hey, did you hear? Rather than just going to the person and working it out, it's so much easier. Nothing, there's no hearsay. There's no nothing over here. It's just, hey, you have a problem? Let's let's work this out. So, we're going to go to Luke seventeen one through five. This is going to be in the Amplified um, version, and I need a drink of water. Sorry. Here, uh, Jesus is talking to disciples, we know that because it's in red. Um, But Jesus said to his disciples, um, stumbling blocks, also known as offense in different versions, it's offense. Um, Temptations and traps are set to lure one to sin, are sure to come, but woe, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a milestone, millstone, sorry, as large as one turned by a donkey. You guys bear with me because I typed this out and I may have typos, so forgive me if I do. <laughs> um, were are hung, um, let me see, around his neck and he were hurled into the sea uh, than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble in sin or lose faith. Pay attention and always be on guard, looking out for one another. If your brother sins and disregards God's precepts, so, sol- yeah, solemnly warn him and if he repents and changes, forgive him. Even if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive him. That is give up resentment and consider the offense recalled and annulled. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith, our ability to confidently trust in God and in his power. So here in, um, that scripture where it says offense. I know here it says uh, stumbling blo- blocks, but it is offense. The Greek word for offend here comes from the word skandalon. Um, this word um, originally referred to uh, the part of the trap um, to which the bait was attached. So um, in other words, it signifies laying a trap in someone's way. Um, the meaning in the dictionary reads like this, may refer to a stumbling block a behavior or attitude that leads another to sin. Temptations that cause people to sin. And this is really warning us right here. It's saying, woe to you if you are the one that causes somebody to stumble. The Bible, oh man, that was okay. The Bible... (laughs) God, Jesus. That's right. <laughs> that sounded right to you, didn't it, Ted? Oh, Woo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm getting red. That was okay. Uh, second Timothy, I'm going to read a lot of, a lot of scripture. Second uh, Timothy two twenty four through twenty six, also in Amplified. Um, the servant of the Lord must not participate in quarrels, but must be kind to everyone even-tempered, preserving peace, and he must be skilled in teaching, patient and tolerant when wronged. He must correct those who are in opposition with courtesy and gentleness in the hope that God may grant that they will repent and be led to the knowledge of truth, accurately understanding and welcoming it, and that they may come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. People who quarrel are oft, usually always uh, in offense. They don't always realize that they've become a prisoner of the enemy when they're in that offense. You don't always realize that. Um, there are two categories for people that are um, offended, those that have been treated unjustly, and those who believe they have been treated unjustly. Um, and the ones, the, the number two, the the ones that are in number two, which believe that they have been treated unjustly. They um, wholeheartedly believe that they have been treated unjustly. Um, Another way that the enemy um, can keep us in that state of offense is with pride. Saying, no, I'm not offended. But you are, and you hide it. Um, Pride keeps you from dealing with the truth. Um, It distorts your your vision. Um, Pride hardens your heart. Um, It dims your eyes of understanding. It keeps you from change uh, from a change of heart and repentance that can set you free. Now, I think you guys kind of know a little bit about um, like gold. You know, when gold is being refined, Um, the impurities of gold. um, You like, if I was to put a bar of gold right here, you guys would not see those impurities in it. They'd be hidden. The only way that you can see those impurities is if, really, if you melt that gold down, and it's got to be really heated, intense, intense heat. Those impurities will rise to the top. And the gold settles to the bottom. So you can see those impurities at the top. Um, when those impurities come up to the p- top, you can get rid of those impurities. You take them out. Well, the Bible talks about how God refines us as gold. So uh, Isaiah 48.10 says, Behold, I have refined you. But not as silver, I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. And then First Peter 1, 6 and 7 says, um, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So God refines... Um, with affliction, trials, tribulations, and the, the heat then separates any unforgiveness, strife, bitterness, anger, anything that's not in the character of God for our lives. We have to be refined through God in order for those things to come out. Those impurities come to the top. Sin is easily hidden um, when there's no heat on us. You know, it's it's hidden very well if it's not got any heat on it, you know. Um, and we have to be willing. Once we find that out, we have to be willing to be open to what God's word says about about that. So a lot of us don't realize that. A lot of us don't see those things in us. So Revelations 3, 18 and 19 talks about... um Putting anointment on your eyes so that you can see your true condition. Um, and then once you see your true condition, rather than blaming other people, yeah. because I think that's easy to do. I can blame somebody, you know, I can say, um, like, uh, I think you guys knew that my sister and I, weren't. we didn't talk for quite a while um, don't know why, Just it just happened, you know, we didn't do much talking, and I think she got mad at me, and, you know, I live here in Oklahoma, she's in Ohio, it didn't really matter to me, um, and I could blame her for all that, you know, because really, if I was to really get down to it, it's her fault, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't me, <laughs> um, because I'm nice, no, just kidding, um, I could say, I could put the blame on her, you know, say that you got offended at me for such and such, you know, um, but if I just take the blame out, just take the blame totally out, like it doesn't matter. Blame doesn't matter, you know. Um, if, if I take the time to do that and really see the true condition of me and take that blame out, then I can really then come to a point in my life where I can forgive them for whatever they've done to me. Um, Matthew 24.10 New King King James Version, if you can, Jess. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. So right here, um, the word love... The Greek word, there's a couple different versions of explanation of love. Agape and uh, filio, I think is how you say it. Um, Filio love, is defined as love among friends. Um, It's affectionate love. Uh, It's conditional. Um, It's more like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Um, You do good to me, I'll do good to you. Whereas agape love is the love that God shed abroad in our hearts um, and it's the same love that Jesus gives to us freely it's unconditional um, it's not based on whether you're good or whether you're bad um, whether you um, where whether it's reciprocated it's unconditional um, and he's talking about that love becoming cold and um, I our, I think our Greatest example of love and having unconditional love is Jesus. He's he's the great example of this. So let's think about that for a minute. Here Jesus is. He's got his disciples with him for three years. And in his greatest hour of need, Judas betrays him. Peter denies him. The rest of them take off. There's only one that's kind of off a little far, John, standing afar from what's happening. And see, Jesus woke me up at 5.15 this morning. And I started thinking about that. You know, you have friends that are super close to you and, and or family you know, that are super close to you. And Jesus, in his greatest hour, had them all disappear. There was nobody there. And when he hung on that cross, he forgave every single one of them. Without them saying, will you forgive me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I left you. I'm sorry I abandoned you and I'm sorry I hurt you. Not a one of them came to him and said, I'm sorry, Lord. He did it unconditionally. He forgave them. And when I think about that, for me, like this morning I was praying, and I know I talked to you guys the last time about something that happened to me when I was a young girl. And, um, That person is still in our lives. And I find myself um, trying to ignore all that hurt that happened to me then, how it made me feel, um, some things I have to talk about with Ziggy to try to get past those things. Um, And I realized that I hadn't really forgiven um, until this morning when I was praying and Because I think some of us look for that. We look for that, I'm sorry. I need for somebody to come tell me I'm sorry. I need you to come and ask for forgiveness for what you did to me. And we don't always get that. You may not ever get it. And if you don't get it, are you okay with not getting I'm sorry? Are you okay with letting that person go And moving forward with your walk with Christ. It is not an easy thing to do. I am not saying that people that hurt you, that you should go to them and say, look, I'm, you know, hey, you know, I forgive you. And let them back in your life. And that's not what I'm saying. Because it's a process. It is, it really is a process that happens. You have to, in faith, forgive knowing that God's love is greater and it'll work itself out. You know, it'll work itself out. It took me 10 years from that friendship. I mean, I didn't like harbor anything, but I could tell in, in me, in my spirit, that when I saw something, somebody, it would just like, oh, that hurts. And it, I didn't like that feeling. It's not a good feeling to have. And so finally now it's like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I don't have that in, in me anymore. Not that I want anything bad to happen, nothing like that. It's just there's nothing here that, that affects me to where it bothers me anymore. Amen. I'm set free from that. So we have to, when we look at Christ as the, the best example that we can have in our lives, that he was able to forgive every single one of us. Because you know what? You guys may not think that you hurt somebody, but you may. I may not always hurt somebody not knowing that I did. And then they come to me and say, I I was mad at you. Well, what did I do? You know, you don't think about that you hurt somebody. So we are not without sin. You know, we, we, we hurt people without knowing. You know, and if you hurt somebody without knowing and then they come to you and say, you hurt me. And you're like, well, you know what? I'm so sorry. And they forgive you then it should be reciprocated from you because that's what God's word tells us to do. It really does. Some of the things in here are so clear. That's why it is so very important for us not to allow offense to be any part of our lives because God is very clear about it. And it's a little scary if you allow yourselves to walk in that offense. It really is. It's a dangerous thing to be in and I am not willing to be there. So, God be in our great example. So we're going to go to uh, Matthew five, forty-four through forty-seven, New King James Version. Two, Jess, if we have it. Okay. The, <clears throat> it says, "But I say to you, love your enemies." Bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on evil and on good, and reigns on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the taxpayers I'm sorry, tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore ye shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. Proverbs 18, 19 says, a brother offended is harder to win over than a fortified city and contentions separating families are like the bars of a castle. That right here talks about if you're offended, it's talking about a fortified city. So when you think about offense, Um, And what happens to you when you get offended is you then start to then protect yourself. I'm not going to let that person in because I don't want them to hurt me. So you start building this wall up around you to keep people out so that they don't hurt you. That's what this is talking about. An offended brother is harder to win over because you've built those walls up against people loving you. Um, and also for you too. You don't let anybody in. You don't really want to love them either. And that's not where you, what you've done is you've um, created a prison for yourself without really knowing that you've created, you've got all these walls built up, you know, um, something that, you know, when, when we did the study on the bait of Satan I don't know if you guys still have that book. Good book to read every, maybe read it once a year. I think it really helps you realize some things. But one of the things that he, uh, John Brevere is the author. Um, One of the things that he said um, in the book, which I thought was, you know, wow. He said, if you don't risk being hurt, you cannot give unconditional love. Unconditional love gives others the right to hurt you. That is an ouch. Um, uh, Another thing that we have to remember is that um, I, I have had, you know, Zig and I have had discussion about this. I, when I think of God, the father, how we associate father is we look at our earthly father. You know, my dad was a good dad. I had a great dad. Um, He's a lot of fun, and um, so I think what we do is we take experiences that we have, um, and we we try to hold God to the standard of what we've experienced in our life, so I hold God to the standard of what my dad was like to me. Well, not everybody had a good dad, <laughs> you know, so... Not everybody can hold God. You, well, you shouldn't because the Bible says God is not man. He's not a man. Um, and his ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. So separating that was a little hard for me. I told sick, I just it's hard for me to, to get that in my head. That I said, because I look at my dad and I think, and you know, when I hear people say, if you do this, I'm, it's fine if you say this. Not saying anything wrong with it, but when you just say "papa," dad, or to "papa," father, I'm just like when they call him "papa," I'm just like, "Oh my God, it's so weird to me." He's God, the Father, you know. My dad was my daddy. He's my dad, but like, it's just weird. <laughs> so, um, it's 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 important for us to separate the two. That God is God, and He's not man. We can't. We can't put everything through our experiences of what we had with people and with man, and say that God is going to be the same, or He's not going to He's not going to forgive us, or He's going to treat us the same way. He doesn't. It's unconditional. So um, these are the things. The things I want to read to you guys next are a little. This is why it's very important for you guys to not walk in offense. First John three fifteen says. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Matthew 5, also says again, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you. And Philippians 2, 3, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Having uh, offense is uh, can lead to destruction in your lives. Um, in the book, uh, John was talking about how he had read a story about this man in, I think it was the Philippines. And um, he had a, go- a call and got uh, his life from God. And he didn't answer that call because his business was very successful. He was making a lot of money, and um, he was very he was disobedient to the call. And um, eventually, that caught up to him, and he was rushed to the hospital with heart failure. Um, what happened was he ended up dying on the table, and he saw himself um, on the operating table, um, and he was up at the gate uh, gates. Uh, the gates of heaven, sorry. And um, he was talking to the Lord and the Lord started to talk to him about how he was disobedient to the call in his life. And so he uh, told the Lord, you know, let me go back. I'll do, I'll serve you. I'll do what you've called me to do. And the Lord was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna let you go. But before he went um, back into his body, um, the Lord showed him a vision of uh, hell. And in hell was his mother-in-law And um, he was like, why? I know some of you guys are going, really? (laughs) My Um, (laughs) mother-in-law? But he he asked the Lord, why? Why is she in hell? And he said to her, well, she has unforgiveness in her heart for uh, a relative. And he was just taken back by that. Like, what? She has unforgiveness in her heart? Well, later on, I guess, I don't know how it happened, but he ended up going to the Philippines and he ended up staying with his family. I guess he was a pastor. He ended up answering the call and um, he met the mother-in-law and uh, he said that they were all sitting, they were eating breakfast and um, everybody had gotten up except for him and her. And she said to him, she goes, why is it that I don't feel the presence of God? I go to church all the time when the doors are open, I pray, I'm involved, I do all this. Why can't I feel his presence? Well, he's like, you know, let's just pray and um, let's ask the Holy Spirit, are you baptized in the Holy Ghost? You know, he's going to pray for her to receive uh, tongues and um, he's praying for her and he said it was just like nothing, just cold, you know, wet blanket. And he said right in the middle of the prayer, the Lord said to him, she has unforgiveness in her heart for her ex-husband, and he says to her, the Lord tells me that you have unforgiveness in your heart for your ex-husband, and she said, I do. I've forgiven him, but, you know, and then she begins to tell him all the, the horrible things that he did to her, and she had every right. She had every right to feel the way that she did, but it was keeping her from God's presence. That's how serious offense is. It's a serious thing for us to walk in offense against somebody. Believe me, I know that it's hard when somebody hurts you. I do. But if that hurt is going to keep me from entering into God's presence, I'm not willing to do, I'm not willing to keep that. I'm not willing to hold on to that. What good does it do me? I mean, if it's going to lead me to hell, (laughs) you know, no. I'm, I'm not willing to do that. Um, so uh, we're going to read again in Matthew eighteen twenty-one. 21. Uh, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall, we, shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. That's a 490 times. And some of y'all would probably keep tabs, one, two, three, four, (laughs) counting to 490. But if in a day, if you get 490, that's wow, wow. But I'm just saying, some of y'all probably would be keeping those tabs saying, oh yeah, I know you're on number 50. (laughs) No, that's not good. Um, so Colossians 3, 12 through 13 says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. Mark 11.25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, that that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. If, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So again, I'm not saying that you have to go to somebody like today, but you may have to. I don't know. I'm not going to say one way or the other. I'm just saying that I know that it's not something that happens um, typically overnight. Um, You know, John talked about in his book that uh, he was hurt by somebody and um, the Lord was telling him you need to pray for them, you know, so that you can get past that whole um, offense. And he started his prayer with, Lord, bless them with attitude and everything, yeah. bless him. The next day was, bless him, Lord. Yeah. You know, um, he was making the effort. Okay. And after time, his prayer didn't, wasn't just bless him. It was like, Lord, bless him. Be with him, Lord. Speak okay. to him, Lord. You know, let your blessings be on him, Lord. His prayer changed. And eventually he forgave this man. But in faith, he was saying those things in faith, believing what God's word says about his unconditional love. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge for some. Um, it, I, I know that when we did the bait of Satan, it was a challenge for quite a few people. I mean, there was a lot of questions about, but what if this person did this to me? You know, And then you yourself sometimes walk in a state of just hurting yourself. You have to forgive others, but you can't even forgive yourself. You may have things in yourself that are working in you that you have to let go of and forgive yourself from it. If God can forgive you, then you can forgive you. And that's, you know, honestly, guys, that, I know that that is not, it is not easy. It, it's not. I, I mean, there, there's um, a person in my family that's, I love her to pieces. And she had a rough life. I mean, you know, some of the things that were said to her from another family, just, oh my gosh, I can't even, I, cannot, I can't imagine growing up like that. Because I, I honestly had such good parents. My mom was, um, I'm a lot like my mom. I look like my dad, but I'm a lot like my mom. She's very sweet. She's quiet. Um, she worked very hard. Um, but it's not always easy to, to just, um, to come to the realization yourself that you have that offense, and then dealing with it. I think sometimes we then go into denial about, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm not offended, but you are. And um, it's, it's not, it's, it really is not an easy thing to do. Um, some, sometimes, like, like what I do sometimes, I put it out of mind. I just am like, I'm okay. If my sister had been living here when she wasn't talking, that would have been harder for me because we would have seen each other. You know, but she's there, and sometimes, you know, I'd go home, sometimes I see her, sometimes I don't. It's out of my mind, so I didn't really have to deal with that. Whereas some people have to deal with people that hurt them on a regular basis, maybe seeing them every day. But the but the fact is, you have to forgive. Go ahead, now, when this lady um, that I was talking about, when she actually then said a prayer and um, asked... The Lord, what she said is she released him from any bitterness. She forgave him for what happened. Um, the presence of the Lord came on her. And um, I think that's the same thing. When we then forgive them, you, you, you may not have to go to them and say, I forgive you. It could be just you go to the Lord and say, Lord, I forgive them. And then let, it be the, let the process begin. And you know what? I'm not saying that it couldn't happen like that, because it could. Some, it may take time. I mean, for me, um, I wasn't bitter, but I still had that thing in me 10 years. But it wasn't thing that was consuming me. I wasn't, like, consumed. I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to get them back. It wasn't a revenge thing. It was nothing like that. It was just there was something here. So just be led by the Spirit and let God work with you, because he will. He'll work with you. Um, let me see here. This is unusual, but we did start a half hour early. Um, I want to leave you guys with, um, two scriptures. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the pres- the the peace of The God of peace will be with you. And then 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful does not rejoice at wrongdoing, and rejoices with the truth. Love bears all. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never ends. If we just fall into that love, then I think it becomes a little bit easier for us to allow God to work with us with our offense, if we have any. Um, i 'm grateful to the Lord that um, he's been he's worked with me um, concerning offense and that um, I have a revelation about those things and and have taken it serious because it really is um, it's a serious thing, and don't allow yourselves to be in that place where you sabotage yourself into believing that uh there's nothing wrong with you when there probably really is. Um, and allowing that little bit of pride um, to then take root and become something bigger than uh, it should be. Um, it's much easier just to bring light to it right away than allowing years and years of things festering to where it becomes something so hard. Um, and I thank the Lord that he's our example of what that really looks like. You know, he, what it really looks like to forgive without um, any strings attached to it. Uh he's is very forgiving and loved us enough, despite what happened, uh, to die on the cross for us. Uh, so that we could come to him regular. Um, so, with that, I am just going to, uh, Gabe... Um, I'm going to have you guys just take a few minutes and um, you can just pray in your seat. Um, Just uh, if you need to let go of some things, let them go. Um, Ask the Lord to help you with those things. Um, Pray for that person that may have offended you, but keep in mind what the word says. Now you guys know because uh, you can't say, I didn't know, Lord. because i just told y'all i told you what it said so you need to just um allow the lord to work with you i think that you know i'm so grateful to to the holy spirit that he's able to teach us and show us and he works with us um so just take a few minutes and just you know pray um for yourselves your family whoever it is that you have offense with if you do and if you don't then just pray uh in the Holy Ghost for a little bit. never hurts to pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. tonight Ziggy is in Revival in Chickasha. I believe it starts at six. You guys are more than welcome to go if you'd like to go. It's six, right? Okay. Um, Another thing um, I want to remind everybody. Yesterday we had a clothes exchange and um, we have a lot of clothes in that storage room. If you ladies want to maybe go through them before you leave, we have small small, medium, large, extra large. We have sweaters, dresses, skirts, coats, shoes. We do have some men. Oh my gosh, my husband. Oh my god. He had like 40 pairs of jeans. I'm not I'm not kidding. He took up a whole table of jeans. It's ridiculous. I don't even know where he put it in the house. <laughs> I told him I'm going to monitor what he does from now on because I had no idea he had all these jeans. It was a lot. I It's ridiculous. So, if you guys saw the video, I think Rachel posted it, those jeans were all Ziggy's. Um, but we do have some, I'm sorry? No undershorts. <clears throat> um, we've got shirts, Ziggy's got some shirts back there. Kinda hard to find people that are about as tall as him. Um, so you're more than welcome to look at those, but whatever you don't take, we have somebody coming from Yukon today that's gonna pick up all those clothes and they're gonna take it, I think they have like a consignment store of some sort. At thrift shop, and she's going to take all those clothes with her. So if you would like to look at those, please feel free to do that. Don't make a mess though, please. Just go through the stuff, and if you find something, take it. Make sure you put everything back that you don't want when you're digging through, but please don't leave a mess. Um, I think, uh, other than that, we will have service here on Wednesday at 7. Um, we're going to be talking, about oh gosh darn it, I forgot. I don't remember something with deacons, I think. Right. Armor bearers. Thank you, Marissa. Yeah, that's what we're going to start this Wednesday. Um, So please be here for that. Ziggy's still going to be in revival, but we are going to have something here um, for armor bearers. Um, Other than that, I think that is all. So if you guys will stand with me, I'll dismiss y'all. It's good to see you all this morning. If you see somebody missing, make sure you reach out to them. Love on them a little bit. Okay, Miss Rhonda is, is hasta la vista right now. She's going probably for a work trip, I'm sure. So, okay, Lord, we come before you right now. We thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. We thank you for your presence today, God. And I just ask that you be with us, Lord, and that you begin to work on our hearts, God. Lord, that you reveal those things in us, Lord, that need to be brought to the surface, God. Those impurities, God, that we may have, unforgiveness or, or bitterness or strife, God. We just ask, Lord, that you, t- that you help us to deal with those things in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, and I ask that you be with each and every one of us this week, God. Let their light shine before men, Lord. And in Jesus' name, I ask that you be with Ziggy, Lord, and that you give him your word tonight as he he speaks your word, Lord, um, Monday through Wednesday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys are dismissed. You guys can go eat lunch early.